You are listening to episode 241, and today we're talking all about when we're living in a life that we don't like and want it to change, but for some reason changing feels really, really hard. Why? How do we get out of this pattern? How do we create and accept the changes we want to make in our life? Let's talk all about it. Take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here on a uh, Sunday afternoon now. (laughs) I have laundry rolling, I have kids home, I'm solo parenting for a few days, and I have dogs who might bark and I might have to pause. And so this could be messy and we're just going to show up. And that's part of what I want to talk with you about today is, um, as always, there are always themes every week and in life and in times and, um, I really just want to have kind of, I just want to have an honest conversation with you because I think that you need to hear this because a lot of people have needed to, including myself. And I have found in my life and my journey that when I have a perspective around what I'm I'm experiencing that makes sense, it allows me to feel like the sense of relief and validation and makes me also recognize how much of it I was holding on to is like the sole owner of what I was experiencing and like I was fully responsible and I was failing and there was shame and embarrassment. Why can't I do this better? So for example, you know, experiencing anxiety, I always had this grip on it. Like, why can't I control it? Why does it feel so hard? Why can't I fix this? And took that sole ownership over, I was, this was my problem and I was messing it up. And why can't I just make it stop? And when I gained perspective around what anxiety actually was, like how neurologically the brain is functioning and how it's connected to you physiologically and what was happening and that it was there to keep you safe. And it's, it's just an overzealous brain function and it's how you're wired and this is how you can support it. It allowed me to take some of the weight off of my shoulders. Like, oh, okay, like this isn't just a sole ownership. Like this isn't just conscious decision-making here of... I'm choosing wrong and that's why I'm getting this response. There's so much subconscious and unconscious and wiring that isn't in your conscious control. And I forget the statistic, but what you think and choose consciously is a very small percentage of what you experience in the day. So I think when I was able to gain that perspective, it allowed a little bit of like the release and for me to let go of the white knuckling. And it's from there that I experienced less anxiety ultimately um, and more healing because I, the grip allowed the space for the healing to come in. So with that notion in mind, a lot of what I've been experiencing and what's been coming up and what I'm seeing in a lot of my clients is something that they've been experiencing the whole time. It's not anything new. It's not anything new that I've been experiencing, but again, it's just that perspective shift of realizing and recognizing like how much of our life, quite frankly, we're just not happy in, right? We're, and fill in the blank, you know, maybe it's your marriage, maybe it's your job, maybe it's just your general lifestyle. It's maybe it's how you move or don't move or how you eat or don't eat or how you go to bed or how you wake up or how you parent or, um, anything or some of those things. Right. And, um, and the changes we want to make could be essentially big or small. So again, like, changing careers or moving homes or leaving your marriage or just not wanting to scream at your kids so much or wanting to work out a little more or wanting to like eat a little better, right? Like there's a whole spectrum of changes that we want to make. And I think we really beat ourselves up. Like, why is this so hard? And I want you to understand it's so hard because it's comfortable. 
and comfortable is safe. And this is the big word. I feel like it's the word of the year for me in my own life and, and how I practice coaching and, and supporting my clients is this huge epiphany essentially of like, oh, oh, that's why change is hard and why shifts are so slow and essentially painful is because we need to feel safe in what we're doing. And a lot of times we go after change in our lives in this way that is just like huge red flags and sirens for our brain telling us we're not safe. And that's why we circle back. (laughs) So we have this excitement in the beginning, right, of the change we want to make. And we take some action often. And even if it's not action, at least it's just the excitement of the idea of the change. And once that honeymoon and excitement, like the, the um, endorphins, like dopamine turn off, it's like, Ooh, nope, can't do this too hard. Why is it worth it? Like I've never fought for myself in my life. I've never been able to make this change in my life. This is too big. This is too scary. What if? And we we like shrink back down. Right. And then that's where we experience that shame and like, oh man, you know, I suck. I fail. I'm never going to get there. Why even try again? And it's just like a vicious cycle. And so the perspective I want you to recognize is the safety component that you're actually pretty brilliant. Your brain is brilliant. This is all subconscious, unconscious wiring that's happening. This isn't just your specific choosing of I suck at life and that's why my life sucks. It's not it at all. It's actually the complete opposite. Like your, your, your primitive brain is functioning brilliantly and sometimes it's just not fully aligned with your, your uh, prefrontal cortex. And that's okay because that's how our brain functions. And I think when we can begin to recognize that is when we're like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Now I get it. So then the question is, okay, well, Aaron, how do I feel safe? What the hell are you talking about? What I mean by safety, and I think what's really hard with this word is uh, there's definitely a stigma around the idea of what is safe because the notion, like the opposite is unsafe and unsafe typically is this idea of like, malicious intent of harm, whether it's from yourself or another person. And that that we need to get rid of that definition for this conversation. Our brains, essentially how they function is like they have a single experience, they get like a single piece of information, and then your brain is going to, it needs patterns. It has to fill in the blanks. If there's anything missing, it needs to fill in the blanks. And if the whole pattern is missing, it's going to fill it in for you. So anxiety for the, for the example, you had one experience in your life, the first experience that started the anxiety. Okay. That like showed your brain woof. When something like this happens, we are, we are not safe because we feel, um, abandoned. We feel rejected. We feel, um, bullied. We feel unloved. We don't feel worthy. And those are all signs to the brain. You are not safe. So that's what I mean by unsafe. Okay. So then when something even slightly similar to that happens in the future, any future, like next day or 20 years from then, your brain immediately does its job of like, this feels really similar to that one experience that we had the first time. And so we need to fill in the blanks and the pattern. And what we think is that you're going to feel that feeling of unsafe again. You're going to feel rejected again. You're going to feel abandoned again. You're going to feel... Um, scared again, all those things, right? You're going to feel abused again, whatever the unsafe thing is. And so then your brain turns on all the alarms to make you pull back to not have that experience at all. Does that all make sense? 
So then that's when the anxiety comes in because it's protecting you. It's saying like, no, 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 we cannot have this experience again. But it's frustrating because it doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen. It doesn't mean that same experience is going to happen, but your brain doesn't know that. Your primitive brain doesn't know like, hey, brain, that's actually not going to happen. And so it just creates this compound effect of fear and need to be safe. And, and that's why we stay in our comfort zone, because our brain can predict our comfort, even if our comfort zone is not healthy for us. So even if we're not eating well, even if we're not moving well, even if we're not sleeping well, even if we're in an unhealthy marriage, even if we're in a really crappy job, it's still comfortable. And our brain knows comfortable. It's like, well, but I know what to expect. And I know that even though it's unhealthy for us, we're not subjected to the unsafe conditions that we've we've been in even if and it's very confusing because sometimes unhealthy is technically unsafe right sometimes your relationship could be emotionally unsafe or you know eating garbage all day is technically unsafe but your brain sees it as comfortable and predictable and that is what the brain sees as safe okay gosh i didn't realize how complicated hopefully this all makes sense so when we want to make a change in our life, no matter where it is on the spectrum, our brain is like, that is not familiar to me. And because that's not familiar to me, it sounds on the alarms that we might get in trouble. Let's pull ourselves back to safety, which is comfort, which is predictability, even if you don't like being there. Even if the frontal prefrontal cortex of your brain the social emotional part of your brain is like, but I don't want to be here. Your primitive brain is like tough luck. We don't know what to expect when you step outside of this and our job is to keep you alive. So we're just going to pull you back in here. So that's that constant tug of war that you're having. You, you consciously are not doing anything wrong. Your brain is just having an argument and you're not really invited. (laughs) You're just along for the ride. But when we have that perspective of recognizing, oh, that's what's going on. It's not all my decision, all my responsibility. It's, it's kind of sharing the responsibility with the different parts of your brain as well and having compassion and space for that. I'm like, okay, I see what's going on. So circling back again to the question like, okay, well then how do I make change? How do I shift this? Baby steps. Because we want to show our brain that it's safe. Okay. And, and sometimes, and and here, here's the big message I want you to take away is that you're going to have to be messy in your baby steps. This is also where I think people get stuck is in this realm of perfectionism, even if you don't identify as such. What I mean is, so let's take the example of health and fitness, because that's a very easy like concept and context of like structure. A lot of us will think like, okay, I really want to get healthy. But we don't take any steps to action until we have everything perfect, until we have the right sports bras, until we have the best pants. Like, let me order the pants and the outfits and research the gym that I want to be a part of. And I need to, like, be sure I drink enough water and eat right and sleep enough. And then I'll go to the gym. Uh, You know, all these different things that we need to have in place. And like, if I'm going to eat well, I have to I have to meal prep and get all my food ready for the entire week. And if I miss that boat and I don't do it, I don't do it at all. Right. It's like this whole need to be perfect. And actually that perfectionism of needing to get everything in order is part of the coping mechanism. That's part of your primitive brain keeping you safe. And that's also a pattern that you developed a really long time ago in your life in those like the beginning experiences of change, which I'll hopefully get to in a second. And if I forget, just email me and be like, Erin, tell me more about that. So we, we have this experience and 
your brain is keeping you safe. And so what I want you to know is you have to step in messy. You have to do it wrong and just show up and maybe make a mistake doing it. So, and, and that's the hardest part because that's part of the getting uncomfortable. But again, it's doing it in baby steps. And I think really like doing it messy is the baby step, right? It's like, okay, I want to eat healthy. And it's making yourself a smoothie for breakfast right now. It's not projecting into the entire week of like, I have to meal prep perfectly. And that's how you are successful. And that's the messaging that I receive everywhere and on social media and from these trainers. It's like, I'm just going to show up messy and I'm going to make myself a smoothie right now. And I might F up and eat a shit snack later. And, uh, and then I'm going to show back up again and be like, okay, let's circle back. Like brain is just keeping me safe. Let's try dinner. And it's just choosing to show up again and again. It's like, I'm, I'm still in like relaxing clothes right now. And I really want to get on my bike or elliptical or something today. And it's recognizing like, if I set up the expectation of, I need to be on it for an hour and I have to go put on my gym clothes to do it, probably not going to get there. But if I show up in like no bra and in my sweatpants and maybe even my slippers, and I say like, Aaron, just sit on it for 10 minutes. Well, that's, that's 10 minutes. And probably I'd end up on it for 15 or 20, right? It's the baby steps. And I still got it in because I showed up messy. I, I, and, and you know, like boobs bouncing around and (laughs) sweating in my PJs and whatever else, but I'm still showing up. So that's where I think perfectionism and like needing to show up perfectly and structured, structured is part of like our coping mechanism to keep us safe in our comfortability and predictability because our brain's not used to working out every day that long. Right. So that's part of what is keeping us safe. So the other part that I said I'd come back to and I'm remembering is I want you to ask yourself, when, when did I first learn to be like this, to have this pattern? So a lot of the things that come up are that perfectionism, hyper-independence of I'll just do it myself. I won't accept help from anybody else. People-pleasing is huge. Like, well, I'm just going to stay in this job because that, you know, it makes me the right money and I have to take care of my kids and my husband likes me to be in this job and, you know, my parents worked at this company, so I have to do it. Like those kinds of things come into play, you know? And or other things like a sense of worth, -worth, self-worth, our relationship with our body and how we physically move and eat all. There's so many patterns and coping mechanisms that come in and it's recognizing. So when you are feeling stuck, if you're like, why can't I seem to get this change clicked in? Why is this feeling so hard? Like how bad does it have to get before I finally feel inspired and motivated enough to make a sustainable change? I want you to sit with yourself and ask, like, what is stopping me right now? What is, what is my excuse? Those are the limited thoughts, right? Excuse is fine. No shame in that word. They're brilliant. They're part of what keep us comfortable, predictable, and safe. So ask yourself, well, what are the excuses that I'm creating? And then I want you to sit with, when did I first learn to create those excuses? When did those first come in? And I bet you, you're going to be able to circle all the way back to about age seven, maybe a little before maybe a little after some things we've created in our younger adult life or later teen years. But a lot of our stuff, we really were able to, to begin when we were at a younger age around age seven, because that is the developmental time of our brain to solidify these different patterns and to understand our safety. So again, it's all brilliant, isn't it? But when we can go back to recognizing this is when I created this pattern, it opens up a pretty emotionally uncomfortable door, but it's a door of healing. 
And this is where we get to do that like fun trauma slash shadow work (laughs) and able to like heal and release that part of ourselves essentially and just come to the recognition of and that just, you know, like it's that easy. It's not take some time of being able to say like, hey, seven year old Aaron, I know that that pattern was really important for you to stay safe and grow up in this household or in this relationship or in these circumstances. But now you're 39 year old Aaron, you're not in that house anymore. You're not in those relationships anymore. You're not in those circumstances anymore. And you no longer need that pattern to keep you safe. You get to write a new one. And even just having that conversation with yourself, whether it's in a journal or in your head or on a walk or talking out loud, It begins to start that rewiring to recognize like, oh, okay. And then once you're aware of that pattern and that safety tool that you're using, that coping mechanism, you'll begin to be able to release it. And it takes time. So through this process, I want you to be patient with yourself. Like I said, have the good smoothie for breakfast and then you're going to mess up with your snack and then you're going to circle back and try really hard for dinner. And then maybe you might be off track for two days or a week. And then you're going to be like, nope, I'm coming back messy. I'm going to, and that's the gentle consistency we need. And that's, that is the pace we need to go in order to create safety in our brain. And that is what's going to create the sustainable change in your life. You aren't going to create change by doing things overnight. You're not going to be like, I'm done with this life. I'm starting over. I'm going to do it differently tomorrow and be a different person. It's not going to work because your brain can't trust that that's okay. And it's recognizing that that's what's happening and why that type of change is not really sustainable. You know, and there's certainly some extreme examples and the the outliers. I'm not going to say that's not a possibility, but that's why we need to make the smaller change. So anything that you are trying to change in your life right now and it's feeling really hard and you're feeling really stuck a circle back to when did I start this pattern what's this connected to how could how is this a coping mechanism for me you might have a pretty good aha moment and then from there the change that you want to make show up messy and do it small so instead of getting all changed and perfectly ready and new clothes to go work out on a brand new piece of equipment go put sneakers on and take a walk in your jeans and regular bra just start moving right it is showing up messy it is it's having the hard conversation with your spouse and saying like wow I just said that and it sounded really bad and hurtful and I need to retract that and start again it's saying that out loud and just showing up messy instead of trying to script the conversation you want to have and saying it perfectly it's saying like hey hey my love my person who I married and chose to have a life with I need to have a conversation with you and it's full of emotion and it's going to be really messy and I might say things that hurt your feelings and don't make sense and I'm going to just keep trying because that's how we have to move through this together. It's getting messy. It's showing up and or the scheduling. I actually just shared this in my Instagram this morning. I'll leave it at this because I can never keep it at 15 minutes anymore. It's doing your scheduling, knowing like I'm not doing every step that Aaron taught me or that I have learned to do for myself. It's just opening the freaking journal or the planner and showing up right down I don't know like just start somewhere use a sloppy pen use a pencil you don't need all your colored pens you don't need your stickers you don't need to spend a full hour and do it exactly as you learned it's just showing up it's realizing like wow I haven't done my scheduling in months and I miss it and I feel like I need it and I don't know if I have the capacity to like implement the entire system but I'm just gonna I'm gonna start with getting my planner and a pen and see how much falls out of me and let that be enough right now because that's what's going to feel safe and that's how it's going to get me into the change I want to feel eventually 
Okay. It's not linear. It's not like the next day you're going to do more and the next day you're going to do more. And all of a sudden you're at the top of the mountain. You're going to do a little, you're going to fall a little, you're going to do a little more, you're going to fall a little more. And it's this linear journey. And that's what life is. So again, the change is hard because your brain is keeping you safe. It's keeping you in a predictable, comfortable space, even if it's a space that's unhealthy and doesn't feel good. If you want it to be different, figure out where that original patterning came from, why it kept you safe. Tell that version of yourself, hey, version, hey, eight-year-old version of you, you are safe, my friend. This is not going to happen anymore. And start to rewrite that and take slow, messy steps. And that's when we begin to feel change. And of course, a lot of this is helpful with a coach. (laughs) Sometimes you can do it without. Very often you can do it without. Very often you can find really successful support with a coach like me or even a therapist. Um, So always consider that, that if you're really struggling and know your, your life is so worth it, it is so worth it and you deserve to live the life that you're dreaming of. If you can dream it, you can achieve it, but it does take messy action, right? So, um, I am continuing to do consultation calls and I'm just so excited to have these calls for you. And so if you listen to this today, the day it goes out on the 20th, February 20th, 2023, tomorrow I have one more call available for a consultation call. And these calls are awesome because it's you coming in and be like, oh my gosh, I just, you know, I love listening to your podcast or we work together formally. I have former clients who come in like, okay, I'm ready for the next layer and share with me what you're trying to work through and then be like, Hey, Aaron, can you help me? And if you can, how, tell me how, like, what would that look like? And yes, I have the layered growth Academy sex, six months long. And I just said sex. That's fun. We'll just acknowledge that six months long, um, with module work and one-on-one support. However, I love to create accessibility because sometimes we don't want to commit to something that long for a lot of different reasons, whether it's time, money, right? This is part of the safety for us in our change. And I don't think it's fair that there isn't a lot of accessibility to create safe changes for people who want it. So I offer one-on-one coaching, basically at a customized package. Maybe you're like, I just want to do one month so I can feel it out, experience it, but feel really safe doing it. I'm not spending as much money. I'm not spending as much time and I get to do it in a very safe and my brain likes that. Awesome. Let's do it. Let's see what it feels like. Maybe that'll be enough for you to get what you need. uh, And that's it. And maybe you'll be like, all right, this feels good. Let's tack on more. And so let's talk about it and we can create a different type of package for you between how many calls, how many energy calls, if any, boxer support, all of that. And, uh, and we create goals that we can stick to and stay focused. So you get the most out of your coaching experience with me. And it's a really, really cool experience. The consultation calls are only once a month. So after tomorrow, I will come out with a new, um, schedule for March. It'll just be one day in March that I'll be offering these calls. So keep listening or follow me on Instagram at Aaron Joyce Co underscore, Um, and I share when I have those calls and, um, also I keep these spots very, very limited. I only have a couple more one-on-one spots left and it's because I spend really, uh, intentional time with you as an individual person. I only have so much room in my own energy to support that many people. And I don't, uh, go over because that's not fair to me or you. So they're coveted spots and when they're full, they're full. Um, and it's always rotating, you know, by spring, I'll have a few more spots, um, and so on and so forth. So if it's calling you just know, um, time is of the essence. And, uh, 
I would love to hear from you. So shoot an email over to me, Aaron at erinjoyceco.com. Say, hey, is that spot still available? I'll hit, I'll send you the link. Um, if it's after the 21st, you just say, hey, can you send me the March call booking? And I will send you the link. You book your call. We'll be ready to go. Okay. All right. I think that is all. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you next week.